I was thinking it was four to four, but it's actually four to five. But I was going to announce there's a soccer match after this uh, service between the laity and the clergy because we're about equal in number. So we'll be back on the Freeman Field afterwards and see how you all do against us. We don't have a chance, I suspect. <laughs> Give it a try. Uh, you know, sometimes in this world of inclusivity, we love some exclusivity that Jesus himself uh, realizes. And uh, Isaiah speaks of him, the Lord speaks of him through Isaiah from way, way, way back and just reminds us there is no other God besides me. It's not that we don't make other things gods, but there is no other God besides me. And he describes himself as a righteous God and a savior. And he also assures us, to me, every knee shall ultimately bow. Every tongue shall ultimately swear allegiance or be consigned to separation from God forever. And then again, exclusivity only in the Lord, only in the Lord are righteousness and strength. To him shall come and be ashamed all who were incensed against him. Isn't that a remarkable line? To him, the one who is all righteousness and strength, they shall come and be ashamed who opposed him, who were against him, who denied him, who were atheists and said there is none. And he said one, they will come and be ashamed for their behavior. Pretty exclusive. And then finally he says, in the Lord, all the offspring of Israel. And keep in mind that, that um, St. Paul has this sweeping um, in of the Gentiles and Jews into Israel as the new Israel, all the offspring of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. You know, we talk about justification, sanctification, and glorification, that ultimately in eternity, uh, there is a glorifying of our lives, of complete fullness. And here we have it in Isaiah, the offspring of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. That's only the Old Testament reading. I know I don't have much time, uh, but just uh, so many striking elements of this. Uh, it's rather surreal and unsettling that uh, Buzz and Lou and Ann are here this morning. Ann was there on the occasion of my ordination to the diaconate. She was on staff 40 years ago at St. Thaddeus Aiken, where, I'm sorry, where I was ordained to the priesthood in Aiken. And uh, we have known and loved each other for 40 years, seen each other annually at the Canuga Renewal Conference. And while Ann and I were young Christians, uh, our mentor introduced us to the significance of a suffering Savior. And he acknowledged the reality of these wonderful gold crosses that we enjoy, that they are empty because the Lord is risen. But he also would remind us that to get there, he had to go here first. And sometimes it's worth the effort, perhaps on Holy Week, perhaps other times in our lives where we just stop and realize that to get that, Jesus had to have this happen to him. So we were introduced to that. And a little more surreal, because all three of these are Canuga fellows. We have journeyed and pilgrimaged at Canuga for decades, literally. The three of them, me and others of us, my wife. And uh, this is from a Canuga conference probably 20 or 25 years ago. And we had a big, big uh, emphasis on the Holy Spirit and his power and the fire come down. And this was a reminder of the, of the fire of the Holy Spirit. And so it's just um, so tempting. And this sits on my desk in my home now. Uh, 
this wonderful reminder of a season in my life that uh, I continue to enjoy the season, and this wonderful reminder of a season in my life that I continue to enjoy, and in every way they really do belong together. Jesus promised the Holy Spirit upon his departure. So, just as a sort of final comment today on Holy Cross Day, what, let me make two comments. One is, why in the world is September 14th Holy Cross Day? I and mean, that's a very legitimate question. It's not Lent. It's not Holy Week. It's not, you know, why? And uh, this is the occasion of celebrating the dedication of um, the Holy Sepulcher in, I think, the 300s. Maybe this is the 400s. 400s? Three, look at this guy. Three what? They're about 335. And this Holy Sepulcher, which marks the place of Jesus' crucifixion on Golgotha and the place of his burial in the tomb nearby, uh, was dedicated on September 14th, which was linked to another 14th day of September in the Jewish calendar when the temple was dedicated. So the church does these wonderful th- ways and means of tying things together. And so on this day, we, we call it Holy Cross Day, when that wonderful, holy, sacred site in Jerusalem, the Holy Sepulchre, Golgotha, under the roof of a worship setting, uh, was dedicated by Constantine, the emperor converted, and his wonderful wife, who, uh, I'm sorry, with his wonderful mother, who made this all happen. That's a long, long time ago. And, uh, and yet, how remarkable it has uh, current importance for us. Brian's going to close the door, I bet. Uh, because to enjoy this celebration of gold crosses and silver crosses, to celebrate new life in Christ, to celebrate the promised gift of the Holy Spirit, to promise his, celebrate his resurrection from the dead and seated at the right hand of God, celebrate all this, Jesus did this. And so now and then, doesn't have to be the centerpiece of our churches, of our homes, but I love the fact that in many Anglican churches, you will often see a crucifix not front and center, uh, as in the Roman custom, but you will see it in a side chapel. And it's like, yes, we, this is where we are today, but to be there, we, he had to do this for us and our salvation. So um, I bring it before you today. I'll leave it on the altar as you come forward for communion. Maybe give some attention to this cross before that cross. And the opportunity as you receive, simply say, thank you, Lord, for all you have done for each of us, for all you have given us, including the eyes to see him in all his glory. Uh, Some people do not have eyes to see or ears to hear. He has given us that as well through the promised gift of the Spirit. So on this Holy Cross Day, let's just join in um, acknowledgement, gratitude, thanksgiving, that for us and our salvation, he has given us this joy and this happiness. Amen.